Greetings everyone and welcome to today's service. I'm Moira and I am joined today by Cos, Jill, Claire, Rob and Elizabeth. Today, there is a theme to today's service which is mission and calling and that will be explained to you in more detail a bit later on. So let us start our service. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. 
and we will say our prayers of penitence for all the wrong things that we have done and said. Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought, word and deed, and have failed to do what we ought to have done. We are sorry and truly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and lead us in his way to walk as children of light. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. A reading from Acts 1, verses 15 to 17 and 21 to 26. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scriptures had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. Therefore it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living amongst us. Beginning from John's baptism, 
to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Basabbas, also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which, which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from John 17, verses 6 to 19. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me. For they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, to protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost, except for the one doomed to destruction, so that scripture could be fulfilled. <coughs> I am coming to you now. But I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. You sent me into the world. I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Within the church in Wales, Many Sundays are given a specific name, as we've already mentioned, and often a focus for the ministry of that day. Today is the seventh Sunday after Easter and the Sunday after Ascension. It's also known as the Ministry and Calling Sunday. Now, many may consider that the day should therefore be a focus on those called to full-time ministry. A priest, a deacon, or even a missionary or a full-time evangelist. Now, while it includes all those things, that isn't the full story. All Christians 
are called to follow and serve Jesus. And all are called to service within the church. Not having a definitive role of some type in the church is the exception, not the rule. Everyone should be active in some task or other. The Apostle Paul states in his letter to the church at Ephesus that there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Now to each one of us, grace has been given according to the measure of the gift in Christ. And it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for works of ministry and to build up the church of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God as we mature to the full measure of the stature of Christ. Now, know what it says there? To equip the saints, that's you and me, for works of ministry, and to build up the body of Christ. That means everybody in the church is called to minister one way or another. Now, it's easy to think that we personally are of no use to Jesus, as we haven't been to Bible college, had appropriate training and so on. But this is simply not the case. Often, God has taken the poor and untrained to enact his desires. When he sent Samuel to pick a new king for Israel, he was directed to the least of the family, the young shepherd boy David. When Jesus came to start his ministry, he didn't go to the Sanhedrin or the well-taught rabbi of the land. He picked out some uneducated fishermen, a freedom fighter, and even a traitorous tax collector to achieve his will. The reason? Such people aren't professionals. And no, they can't do it in themselves. And they are, or at least end up, humble and pliable before God. In other words, people who willingly obey instruction and whom God can use. A very pertinent example comes to us uh, from what happened just up the road in 1904. A prominent preacher in Cardiff named Seth Joshua, somewhat disillusioned by the cerebral or professional preaching that existed at the time, had been praying for years that God would send an ordinary young man who worked in the coal mines or from the fields to lead a revival in Wales. In answer to that prayer, God called one Evan Roberts, a young miner and the son of a miner, to take up the ministry of preaching. Initially, Evan went to study at one of the training colleges, but God had other ideas. 
He placed a burden on Evan to return home and preach at his old church in Lacha. Confused at this, he went to see one of his tutors who recognised what was happening and encouraged the young man to follow the leading. So Evan obeyed, effectively dropping out of college to follow that calling. God then honoured his obedience and the Welsh revival of 1904-1905 was the result. The Holy Spirit fell in power and people were even becoming Christians walking down the street because of the conviction that came upon them. The blessing eventually went right round the world. Central to his message, Evan carried a burden for God to bend the church and save the world. That is, to get the churchgoers to humble themselves, deal with any outstanding sin before God, and bow the knees in prayer. One of his favourite scriptures was taken from 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. And if my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves, and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Indeed, this scripture, or one similar, has been the root of every revival within the world church. So as we come out of lockdown and the ministry of our new enlarged parish begins, I believe that Jesus is calling all to perform and to follow this pattern. Will we be humble enough to heed the calling and be open to what God wants to achieve in the area of Lacharangasainen? If you think age is a problem, then please remember that Moses didn't really start until he was 80 years old. Thank you.
The theme of the service is ministry and calling. Ministry is to serve a common calling to all Christians. St. Mark, in his gospel, told us that Jesus himself came not to be served, but to serve. In my mind, though, it is calling that should come first, because it usually seems to come in that order. Evan Roberts, a spiritual man, felt a calling to begin, which was to be an extraordinary ministry, reaching out to the local people of the time, which then spread to people across the world. And it's still seen today when Asian tourists come to visit Mariah Chapel, just up the road from here. Evan Roberts started his ministry at Moriah Chapel, as mentioned uh, by Rob. In the Holy Land, Mount Moriah was the site of Solomon's temple. In the Old Testament, in Chronicles 2, after King Solomon had built the temple of the Lord, at night God came, having heard Solomon's prayers, and it tells him that when disasters like drought or locusts devouring the land or plague comes, he said, if my people were called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek God's face, turning from their wicked ways, he said he will forgive them and heal their land. And God called his people and expected them to obey his laws. From the Old Testament stories about prophets and leaders, a hallmark of a true prophet was a call from God in the form of a voice, a vision or a dream, usually to deliver a message or a prayer. A call from God, which must have been a decisive and important matter for prophets such as Abraham, Moses and Isaiah and Samuel. Though not all prophets received such a definitive call, most received a message to pass on in various ways, face to face or at a temple or acting out a message. The important factor is that the message or calling is from God. Not only were the prophets expected to speak on behalf of God, but to speak to God on their behalf. In our readings today, we heard that Peter and the apostles chose a replacement for Judas Iscariot. After much prayer and finally a drawing of lots, Matthias, another of those called by Jesus, was, carry, was called to carry on the task of the ministry of God's word. They'd all been chosen and called by Jesus, and now they would continue their ministry in Jesus' name. God tells us to pray for wisdom when we need it. As we pray, God will respond through various ways to help guide us. In the Gospel reading from St. John, Jesus, knowing his death is near, prays to his Father in heaven on behalf of those he has chosen to carry on, spreading the ministry of the Word of God. Jesus knows they will encounter problems and even death carrying out their ministry, and asks God to be with them, guiding them through their trials. All Christians are called to serve God, to serve the Lord, and show his love to others. This is shown in the great commandment in Matthew's Gospel. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and also love your neighbour as yourself. And also it's shown in the Great Commission, again in Matthew's Gospel, 
when Jesus tells the apostles to go and make disciples of all nations. They are commands for all Christians, not just those called to serve in a vocational ministry as a job. Ministry is not confined to church activities or relationships. It permeates every part of our lives, including our jobs and our daily activities. The life of every believer should be one of full-time Christian ministry, whether carried out as a church worker, a stay-at-home parent, a doctor, a grocery assistant, a student, or any other life situation. God usually connects us with opportunities that match our abilities to serve him and others. Christian ministry is really meant to be done by every Christian in every aspect of life. Amen.
Let us pray. Lord God, we worship and we honour you as our creator God. You've created nature to have seasons that come and go and come again, so familiar to us all. And there are seasons and there are generations that come and go and then the next generation comes and time is always moving forwards. Time doesn't stand still and neither do we. Lord, I thank you that as a creator God, you honour so many different ways of mission. And in the reading we've just read in Acts, I thank you, God, that you honour practical administrative tasks as much as miraculous healings and revelations, picking the next person to help in specific ministries. And as time goes on, Peter's statements in Acts links across the generations to us in 2021 as we, we come together as a relatively new parish with new PCCs and new wardens and new committees, new ministry teams to lead this church in the next year. And Lord, we pray for all of them in these positions of responsibility. Lord, would you bless them? Would you challenge them? Would you enable them to grow and speak to them? Lord, we ask that you would help them to gel in unity, like the apostles in that, that first generation with that, that one mission to share the love of Jesus with those who didn't know him. Lord, bless their discussions in their meetings and in their decision makings. Lord, help them to have fun, help friendships to deepen. And Lord, may it just be a really exciting time together like, like it was with the apostles. Lord, may our church community be blessed by their sacrifice and dedication in serving you this way. And Lord, Peter, one of the first apostles, was there 2,000 years ago. And we've just heard about Evan Roberts and the revival right here in Wales. A tiny match flame growing, growing and growing like Holy Spirit wildfire across Wales, touching thousands of individuals, bringing them to their knees before the Lord and in amazement of the knowledge and experience of how much they are loved by God. Lives turned around, broken hearts and souls mended when people followed their calling. And thank you, Lord, that this is our local history. It started with a few believers here in Swansea committed to praying to you, committed to sitting still with no agenda, listening for you, God, inviting you in to do what you wanted to do with them following your instructions, not their own, admitting their weaknesses, crying out to you. And Lord, I want to lift up St Catherine's and the parish to you today. And I thank you for all the Bible studies going on and the prayer groups and the connect groups amongst everybody involved. Lord, I thank you for St Catherine's, I thank you for St David's and I thank you for every individual who makes up um, our church community. And I thank you that recently in our Bible studies and prayer groups, we felt the need to do the same as in 1904, to be still and humble ourselves before God and be eager to listen and hear out for you. So I ask that you would speak your wisdom and life, giving knowledge into our hearts and minds as we take time out to hear from you. Please help us all to choose to prioritise you each day over the next few weeks and months to do this. And we look forward to hearing what you have to say to us and what you want us to do as a church community to serve the local area.
And I pray for each and every individual in St Catherine's and St David's, that you would speak to them and encourage them on their individual ministries as well, outside of church. Lord, bless them and encourage and equip them. And Lord, we know the power of prayer. We know that you listen to our prayers. And right now we ask for your intervention in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict going on, which is just heartbreaking. Lord, bring peace and understanding where there is unrest and miscommunication. Bring justice where it is currently absent. Please bring comfort and healing and hope to lives that are devastated through no fault of their own. It seems impossible, but we believe in the God of the impossible. Lord, we also lift up the new leaders elected into government who are only there because of your authority. Lord, we ask that you would help them take responsibility seriously to actually serve the community like Jesus served us, putting their needs above their own, the community's needs above their own. Lord, help them to grow into their new roles in the new teams that they're in, just as the apostles grew into their new roles um, in that first century, in the first few years of their ministry. And Lord, we, we think of and we lift up our leaders, Adrian and Glyn, Andrew and Liz, our apostles. Lord, help them to do their jobs well here, as they are called to do. And help us support them to do their jobs well, as we are called to do. Please equip and encourage, us, encourage prayers to pray, encouragers to encourage, teachers to teach, and administrators to organise and comforters to comfort. And Lord, please comfort those who are sick, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Please intervene and bring your healing to them. Please comfort all those who are grieving. It's a lifelong process. Be with them every step of the way. Amen. And now we'll have the collect for today, which is the seventh Sunday after Easter. Let us pray. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. We beseech you, leave us not comfortless, but send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to the place where our Saviour, Christ, is gone before who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we'll say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thine will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And please join with me to affirm our faith. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, the creator of all? I believe and trust in God the Father. Do you believe in his Son, Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world? I believe and trust in God the Son. 
Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life? I believe and trust in God, the Holy Spirit. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Thank you.